up, everybody? Welcome uh, to the Iggy's Live My Podcast, uh, brought to you by Midnight Puff Anchor FM. Just quick, want to thank everybody that came out to the live podcast last weekend at the Woodshop. Man, it was great, uh, great conversation. I'm gonna be releasing that soon. Uh, but I, you know, I don't really know what I'm gonna do with those live podcasts. I, I feel like uh, I want people to kind of be involved with those, so. I don't know. I might not always release them, but we'll see. I mean, I feel like this is a good conversation. I feel like everybody needs to hear. So appreciate KB coming out. He gave us the album drop date. December 5th pre-sales. I ain't going to tell you nothing else. Just know December 5th pre-sales are beginning for my boy KB dropping it out. I got Mikey was there. CD7 coming out soon, too. Uh, Yeah, man, it was good to have them out. Um, I haven't seen them guys in a little bit, so that was awesome to to have a conversation about the shit we was talking about, just see them dudes, man, even if you don't see people you fuck with in a long time, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, you might not see, it's people, it's like some of my tight homies that I, you know, I might not see for like a few months, you know what I'm saying, or a year or something like that, like, I got my homie Tony in town, that's like my bro, you know what I'm saying, and like, <clears throat> day one, everything, all of that. And, you know, he busy, I'm busy. I was in Germany, he was in med school. So, like, you know, we only saw each other here and there. But, you know, we see each other and it's like, ain't shit changed. You know what I'm saying? And that's like, you know, when you fuck with people like that, <clears throat> that's a good vibe. And, um, so, yeah. Uh, anyways, it's been a crazy weekend, man. Uh, man. So, I know everybody's been hearing about... Uh, I was, uh, old Kaepernick. Not to mention, before we get into Kaepernick, I just want to say, because uh, it's probably going to be a long-winded conversation about him, but I just want to say, it feels motherfucking good that the Lakers are back on top again. You know what I'm saying? Anybody that's a Lakers fan, it just feels good, don't it? Because the motherfuckers have shut the fuck up. You know, I heard for four or five years, Straight. As soon as Kobe hung it up, really, really after he got hurt, when he tore his Achilles, he ain't really played those last two years. He was in and out, and then he wasn't. You know, he just was coast. Really, not coasting. I wouldn't say Kobe was coasting because his body was breaking down. <clears throat> but you know, he he wasn't the same Kobe until that last game, which he had some moments before that. But um, that last game was that was Kobe, and then he left it out. He left it out on the court. So, uh, but after that, man. Like, the Lakers, even during that time, weren't going to the playoffs. We missed the playoffs twice when he was there. And after that, we never went after that. Uh, We're still missing it. You know, we ain't been back yet. But, um, you know, and then, <coughs> you know, we was having a whole bunch of drama, niggas snitching on, uh, you know, saying homies or they teammates that smashing other girls, they snitching to the wives on camera and shit. Fucking, uh... You know what I'm saying? Niggas getting traded. They just young. You know what I mean? Very young. Luke Walton is young. Now he in some shit with a sexual assault case with a female. And uh, I don't even know if that shit been solved yet. But, you know, we was just, Lakers just, it was just not great. And then I had to hear from, you know, Cleveland fans, LeBron fans, not really fucking Cleveland fans, and Miami Heat fans. You know what I'm saying? And fucking uh, Spurs was still winning. And then here come Golden State, who I fuck with Golden State. But it ain't the Lakers. You know what I'm saying? 
Golden State is Golden State. I respect what Steph do. I respect what Clay do. I respect what KD did. You know, Draymond been pissing me off. I'm trying to get this nigga traded off my fantasy team, and it's just not working right now. But <clears throat> you know, other than that, you know, I you know I like basketball where it's at. I feel like it's at its best because they've given the players power and they're giving them product on the court. I mean. You know, people talk about basketball all year. I don't think people have realized that, but it is a topic all year long pretty much now on ESPN, which NFL is not. So, uh, anyways, uh, long story short, man, it just feels good to have the Lakers back on top. And I just want to let y'all motherfuckers know that. And everybody that listens to the podcast, know, if you was talking shit, the Lakers back. So just deal with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, and we we back. And I'm going to talk my shit. I was talking my shit when we was losing. I'm definitely going to talk my shit now. You know what I'm saying? And and, and it's an interesting place because LeBron is on our team. So it makes it like, yo, a little bit. I, I don't know. It's just a weird, like, I want us to win. I'm not rooting against LeBron at all. I'm glad we got the nigga. I'm glad the Lakers are back. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's 34 LeBron, it ain't really. This is, look, if LeBron can give us this, we, listen, the playoffs come. I just don't want him to break down. I don't think he will, though. You know, LeBron know what it is. He kind of took a year off last year, so we'll see. But uh, it's just feel, it's just feel good to have these niggas back. You know what I mean? It just feels good. But now, now that I got that out the way, it's been an interesting week in uh, football. Uh, so I know everybody heard about Cap, uh, or if you haven't heard about Cap. So basically, if you follow football, Colin Kaepernick, uh, NFL quarterback, three years ago, <clears throat> began kneeling. Um, well, first, let, let's bring it all the way back. I'm I'm, I'm going to tell you from my perspective. I, I've never really talked about Kaepernick. So I'm going to tell you my perspective about Kaepernick. So I remember reading about him sitting. He was sitting on the bench first, then the National Anthem. And this was in the preseason, right? <clears throat> and so he's sitting, he's sitting. They finally asked him. Now, this is before he started kneeling, bro. This is before his message started getting into a serious lane, which I'm going to talk about. I feel like he's kind of taking it on a business route a little bit now, but uh, right, but I think it came from a genuine place at first. So, uh, you know, he, he started sitting down, and, and that was right after Austin Sterling got killed on camera. So I remember seeing that shit, and I'm like, bro, we're watching a man get murdered on camera, and it's getting passed around the internet. Like, you know how fucking do He's getting murdered. That's a murder. They held this man down. He had no way of protecting himself, and they shot him in the chest. And then decided to say he was grabbing for his gun. Well, we're looking at it, and I see you have both his arms pinned down to the ground. So how the hell is he reaching for his gun when you pop him in the chest? Anyways, um, so that's right after he got killed. Um, so he was sitting on the bench, and they asked him, hey, why are you sitting in the national anthem? And he told him, like, you know, this is my protest of what's been going on with <laughs> police killings and i feel like it's not getting enough attention i feel like uh you know these police officers are getting away with murder and nobody's really defending the people that they're harming i mean we're watching people get killed you know so in a paraphrasing way that's what he said (laughs) so he started getting heat immediately off that right Uh, of course he's gonna start getting heat immediately so in light of that as he was getting heat the season's getting closer he sit down with a um, a U.S. Army Green Beret veteran, right? And they and they and this is well documented. That's why I don't understand how people are so mad about the kneeling because 
they they nail you kneel in the military. It's not very common, but you know, at certain funerals and certain services, you kneel. So it's not out of the, it's not like crazy to see somebody kneeling to the national anthem because it's still within respect. Any, I've never heard of kneeling being a disrespectful act. You know, let's just even talk about that. Like kneeling is not disrespectful. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, you just, you know, I just don't feel like it's it's never been viewed that way. You kneel when you pray. You kneel when you like listening to your coach and practice. Like you kneel when you, uh, you know, in church, certain churches you kneel down, you, or certain religions is where you kneel and you praying or what. Like there's never been a uh, a disrespectful thing when you kneel, and it's kind of turned into that with Capitol. It's like they would use any weapon. Like how when when did kneeling become a problem? Like there's never been a disrespectful. Yeah, you know what he. The problem is you know what he's doing it for, and that bothers you. You know what I'm saying? Which it shouldn't. I don't know why that bothers you, but for some reason, when black people highlight black struggle, that that irritates people for some reason. I don't understand why. Like, why does that bother you? Feel guilty off of that? You so you probably should. And maybe that's putting some perspective on this. You know what's going on? Like, we don't live a certain way. We don't see things. We don't see the same America that you see. Whether you from a black family that's rich or a black family that's poor, at some point you're gonna be reminded that you're black. You know what I'm saying? Whether you, it's just it's just gonna happen. So <clears throat> whether it be the police fucking with you or whether it be you know whatever. You know what I'm saying? So like we don't see the same things. And so, but but the idea of kneeling turned into like this this problem. But he got it from a green beret. They sat down, and the and the um, the green beret told him like, hey, look, you know, sitting down is kind of disrespectful. These are you know, it is a symbol symbolic of people that died for, you know, freedoms that we, you know, that we live. And uh, he was like, okay, that's understood. I can see that. And so he said, look, why don't you start kneeling? Because you can still, like, you know, make your make your protest while also respecting the flag because the kneeling is respect. And shit, as soon as he started doing that, that's all they talked about for a whole year. As soon as Trump said something about it, here they go. They taking off on it, right? This man gets blackballed out of the NFL. They they told him probably about a couple of months before the season was over that he probably was no, not ain't no problem. He was going to get cut, right? So everybody says, well, he opted out of his contract. Well, he's going to get cut. So either he opted out or he was getting cut. Well, either way, he went coming back to the Forty Nineers. And so after that, nobody signed this guy. Now, we've seen so many trash quarterbacks in the past three years. I'm talking about straight ass. You know, it's probably – everybody talk about it's the league of the quarterbacks. And that's not true. It's about a top – it's about – I mean, there's some decent quarterbacks. I would say to about 13, 14 quarterbacks out of the 32 NFL teams, you could probably say are good. The rest of them, you can't say that. And you can't say that Cap can't fit on any of these teams – that, that that fit that profile, so we're seeing this guy like not even get an opportunity to nothing, and he and now we get to the point to where he sells out of court, where they're battling. He sues the NFL, and and they're battling in court, and the NFL saying they pretty much can't prove that they did not black cap, blackball Kaepernick, which is crazy. If you're not blackballing somebody, I'm pretty sure you can come up with pure evidence that you're not doing that. So the fact that you can't mean something to me so they settle out well i'm thinking once the settlement happens 
you know, he's not coming back to the NFL. The white billionaire men are not going to pay you because you sued them, right? They're not going to pay you a settlement and then ask you to come back and work for them. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> that's just not going to happen, bro. And I feel like a lot of uh, – I told people this then. It's like I feel like a lot of black people right now are, like, under the spell of, like, this protest and this injustice has got to stop at all costs. That's true. So you still got to remember, like, you, it's a game to be played a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't just, like, uh, bung hole. We don't have the means to do that yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, the entire NFL is 32 white owners, billionaires, the entire NFL. So you're going against a huge mountain. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, this ain't no – this ain't like the N- NBA where it's a little bit more open. Them NFL, they holding on to their traditions. You know what I'm saying? Like, it took them a while to even let black quarterbacks take over teams. And people don't understand that either. Like, that's why it's such a big deal that Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes are in the top MVP discussion. You know what I'm saying? Because we didn't used to see that. It used to be, you know, it used to be white white quarterbacks and that shit. So it's like, that's a big deal. And so, like, he going up against a, a big mountain. You know what I'm saying? Like, so... I feel like once the settlement happened, it was a wrap. So then Jay-Z shit get announced, right? And everybody's flipping out about the Jay-Z shit. They feel like he sold out. He working with the man. He really All he cared about is his his uh, businesses. He's a capitalist, et cetera, et cetera, which is true. These are all things about Jay-Z that are true. But one thing about Jay-Z lately, if you've been keeping up with Jay-Z lately, a lot of his capitalist moves are for the better – Better, betterment of black culture. And I don't think people are really giving him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, there might be some higher-up moves he's trying to make. Sure, he's a he's a billionaire now. So, like, he's working with a lot of uh, – he's playing with some big chips. And he's going to get some mount, too. You know what I'm saying? So we weren't even talking about a workout for Kaepernick until Jay-Z gets involved. Whether he his intentions were good – I don't know. We don't know. All we know is is that Cap wouldn't get no workout until that happened. Now. <clears throat> Meanwhile, Cap been on Instagram throwing the Odell Beckham, saying he ready to go for the NFL. Whenever they ready, I'm ready. Blase, blase, blase. Right? <clears throat> okay. Which I believe is true. I believe he been working out. I believe he's ready. Uh, I believe all of that. Right? So um, we get to that point with Cap. Right? So now, last week they announced, you know, he's doing a workout. <clears throat> now this is my thinking. Right? So it's last minute. Everybody's talking about it was, you know, uh, on a Saturday, the game before Sunday, the day before Sunday where, you know, the main team officials aren't going to be there. They're going to be preparing with the teams. Normally they do it on a Tuesday and, uh, you know, whatever. So it's it's already – so you find out on Sunday that it's on Saturday. So they already, like, play a little bit because you've been saying you're ready, right? So they're like, all right, let's see. So they already playing a little bit. It's already coming across a little shady. And uh, so you so you're looking at it, and then you say, well, you openly say that you are ready to go. You're excited about the opportunity, right? <clears throat> well, I think did, right? Which I, you know, I'll let I'll just say what happened first, and then I'll think I'll tell you my perspective. So he says yes to the workout. Um, all throughout the week, re- information is getting released. Okay, uh, he's not going to know who his receivers are. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
you know, he doesn't really know the location of where he's throwing yet. They didn't come to the end. He don't know to what teams are committed, um, et cetera, et cetera. Meanwhile, he's making his demands. He wants his media there. He wants his people there. Um, he wants Nike there, uh, you know what I'm saying, to film a commercial. He uh, <clears throat> he wants to know, you know, what who he's throwing to, what you know, all of that. So um, he's making his demands. The NFL is doing this and this, right? So Friday comes up. And they still don't really know everything on top of the fact that the NFL has handed them a waiver that his lawyers felt weren't uh, protective of his rights. So pretty much it was saying, they say the standard waiver, when you try not for a team you sign up for, it says you can't sue them um, if you don't get picked up. You know what I'm saying? Um, and he signed it before. But they're saying the camp's camp is saying that it was worded in a way that even furthermore for anything he won't be able to sue. So, which I feel like, all right, that's some fuck shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right, they trying to play me. Like, all right, I feel that if that's true, right? Um, so I feel like if he had, if he backed out because of that, all right. My issue is, and I feel like. Uh, well, let's just say that he backed out. So he eventually Friday came or Saturday came, two thirty before the workout began. He said he's switching. Um, he's switching to high school. He gonna throw to his people, and his crew gonna be there. And if y'all still interested, pull up. He didn't trust the NFL. <clears throat> All right. So um, only eight scouts come. There was a, there was supposed to be twenty five uh, execs there or exec representatives. And only eight came, and he threw for about 40-something minutes. He looked good. I watched some of it. Um, and then after, he said, you know, I'm tired. I, you know, I'm ready. We very ready. Told the NFL to stop running. Um, wore a Kuta Kente shirt uh, into the tryout. So that's all been talking points this week in sports. And, of course, uh, you know, one of my favorite uh, sports broadcasters is Stephen A. Now, actually, Stephen A probably got – um, if I, if y'all if y'all don't have a um, title, I recommend it. But if you don't have it, you can go find uh find it on YouTube. Go to Rat Radar Podcast, and uh, they interview Stephen A. And that's probably one of my favorite interviews this year because I feel like Stephen A.'s character on TV is a little played up. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like he's a little bit more grounded than he appears on TV. Um, so after Cap's workout happens, he he posts on IG. He don't think Cap want to play football. If he really wanted to play football, he wouldn't have acted that way. He wouldn't have pulled out last minute. You know, he he uh, he wouldn't wear a Kuta Kente shirt knowing that the NFL looking at him a certain way already, and you just antagonizing them. And uh, and then Eric Reed comes out and say he tap dancing for the NFL and pretty much pooning for the NFL. So they've been having a beat. They've been going. I've been listening to this shit all week. It's pretty, man. Listen, I, the more I listen to Stephen A. and even saying it, said the same thing, bro. The more I listen to these these dudes, and and a lot of the and what what I'm finding is a lot of the people that's connected with the NFL, like that either was in the league or like actively works with the talks to the athletes and shit. Not saying that uh, Max and the people writing all them don't. I'm just saying like even the football players are all like. You know, he I, he could have handled that differently because <clears throat> you you knew that the NFL was shady. You you knew before you was asking for opportunities to play back in the NFL that the NFL was shady. You knew that going into it, right? Um, 
before the trial, before. So when they offered the tryout to you, you knew they shady. They've settled out with you in court for blackballing you out in the league. So you can't trust them, clearly. Um, but you took the but you took the tryout, right? And so you get to the point to where now um, it's looking like you trying to find everything that you need perfectly for you for the workout. Well, I understand that you are also like, I'm not abiding by the NFL shit. Y'all kept me out. I'm going to do it my way. But you're dealing with 32 NFL billionaires, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're dealing with some, you're dealing with some niggas with some heavy money that don't care about you, bro. They didn't even want to do the damn workout. That shit came from Jay-Z to try to see, all right, can we trust Jay-Z and trust in Kaepernick, right? That's just how the facts are. They don't want to touch you. Trump been talking about the NFL, and they don't want that attention no more. They got three, four uh, black quarterbacks right now that are in the MVP discussion. So they don't need Kaepernick. They have uh, they have uh, diversity right now, just naturally on the field, and they think it's killing it. So why would they need Colin Kaepernick coming back in the league wearing Kuta Kente shirts, talking about I'm fighting for social justice in the NFL? I'm, I fuck with that. Don't get me wrong. I fuck with that. I'm back with Cap. I I I think that it is. I it's two thousand about to be two thousand twenty. The fact that he wears a Kuta Kente shirt should not fucking matter if he can play football. If he can ball out, that's all that fucking matters. Who gives a shit what he stand up for, what he wears to the field? I understand that Kaepernick. I understand that some people people supporting Kaepernick. I and I do. I support Kaepernick. I think that though. If you're like that's like that's like me when I went to the military. That's like me. If I go to the military and I want to be in the military, but I go in there with dreads, beard, and and telling them, nah, y'all gonna kiss set me how I am. I'm trying to get in the military as me. Well, military has standards and you know that going into the office trying to sign up for the military. So if you are trying to sign up for that, you know what comes with it, bruh. That's the only thing I'm saying about Cat, bro. You knew what was coming with that shit. And now it looked like, all right, now you got the Nike. I feel like Nike played a role. I feel like Nike played one of the, they want to play the martyr role up for him so they can sell his merch. And that's why he signed with them. I think that that is, uh, I don't know if that's true. You know, I don't know. I just feel like that is a piece of what's going on. Now that it's kind of become such a global thing and he's be, he's winning, like, top awards and, like, uh, philanthropy awards and shit like that is kind of turning into that. So it's like that's making him more money than he would play in the NFL. So let's work it up this way. Let's make it seem like the NFL is out to get you. I feel like they were. I don't trust their motives. I don't know if how genuine that workout was. I fully believe that they were some bullshit in a waiver to make him sign off. You know what I'm saying? I, I fully believe all of that. I don't trust the NFL one bit. All I'm saying is you ain't helped. You know what I'm saying? Like, you ain't helping. You, and, and Stephen A. was saying, like, I think he's so upset because it sounded like he he knew, like, he, he said the week before that uh, if Cap killed the – I mean, Cap came in and didn't be trash in a workout, he was getting signed in a week or two weeks or some shit like that. And so, like, that's why he's so upset. It's like, bro, you, I, I had word that you was – in the league, all you had to do is come work out for these motherfuckers. You in the league, and then you can do what you want to do. You can you can like be social justice, fight that shit inside, bro. Not on the outside, and it's like, 
I can understand that. And even Shannon was saying, like, you know, that's not how you that's not how the NFL works. They don't they don't work that way. And it's you know, that's just the facts. Now, if you wanna be in the NFL, you know what you're getting back into. If you're trying to sign back onto the plant, you off the plantation right now, right? So you're trying to sign back on for the sake of I love the game of football. So if you sign back onto the plantation, you know the bullshit coming. So understand that. You know, and I feel like his moves was like so reckless a little bit. It's like, bro, you didn't really think it because there are actually black people that work in the NFL. There are players that do philanthropy as well. You know what I'm saying? And and they've been sticking their neck out for you. Even even how dirty this might have looked, I feel like, you know, you, you asked to get back into it. So it's like you can't – you could have did your workout anytime. You didn't have to wait till Saturday to do a workout to show what you could do. You could have did that anytime. So now it's looking like, oh, this is a PR stunt. He tried to use the NFL to be a, more of a martyr to sell – to sell this and it's a PR stunt. So, you know, I can I can see it both ways. I know people calling Stephen A a coon. It's like, bro, Stephen A just brought ESPN to like five black colleges, bro. On first take, that's the number one show on ESPN. He bring first take to all black colleges, but he say he disagree with Kaepernick and how he handled the situation. And y'all calling this man a coon. Now it does look like Stephen A. I said at first it sounded like he might be getting a check from the NFL to defend the NFL. But after I've been listening to him on the show and shit, he do make a good point. He coming from a perspective. One, Stephen A is a very he's an industry man. He's like you know he that's what he he think you know that's how you certain black men are like when you in the system you got to work the system from the inside. You got to know how to play the game. I know them. You know what I'm saying? My dad didn't want me to grow my hair out. He wanted me to keep short hair my whole life because he straight up said you're not gonna get a job if you get long hair, which is crazy. That's natural hair for black people. But <clears throat> he told me straight up, you need to keep your hair short. That's the, that's how you're going to be viewed. You're going to be uh, portrayed a certain way if you look a certain way. And so and the same thing, I remember when Mike Vick said he needed to cut his cap and he needed to cut his hair, people lost their mind. I was like, you don't know how many black men told me that <clears throat> growing up. Because there are certain things that uh, they look at and portray. If they see you with an afro holding your fist up, these white billionaires look at that as, like, dangerous, which they shouldn't, but they do. So what's the reality versus what we want? How do we work in between the reality to get in how we how we feel like it should be? And I think that's probably one of the biggest lessons out of this whole thing. I'm pretty sure they're going to be arguing for the next two weeks, but <clears throat> I think that's one of the main things I'm going to get out of this whole thing is how do you work your way? I, I'm back, Cap, and I, I, I don't feel like he's wrong for doing any of that. He like none of that should have uh, denied him an opportunity to play in the NFL because he can play. So all the other bullshit is politics. So at the end of the day, he should be able to do what he wants. But he also there's a reality behind that that if you want to play in the NFL, they go there's certain things you got to do to snake your way into that bitch. It sucks, but hey, listen, you want it. You say you want to go play in it again. So like I said, bro, you sign up for it. You gotta know what's coming. You know what I mean? So, yeah, man, uh, anyways, I just had to get that off about Cat. Uh, shout out to everybody that's been listening, man. Uh, live podcast coming back next month, December. I hope to see y'all there. Uh, let me know uh, about T-shirts. If you want some, quick shout out to Ginger Soul Productions. We, we dropping videos every weekend. I hope y'all enjoyed that last weekend video. That shit was hilarious. And uh, I appreciate everybody for vibing with me, man, y'all.
make sure y'all liking and, and sharing and rating everything on these on these social network sites. I appreciate y'all, man. Iggy's Loud Mouth Podcast. I'm out. You are now tuned in to the Iggy's Loud Mouth Podcast. Iggy's Loud Mouth Podcast is excited to announce a new partnership with Chattanooga's first legal delivery system, the Midnight Express delivers cannabis wherever you like go to 423express.com and type in the word loud to get up to 15 percent off on any purchase you make from the midnight express iggy's live my podcast is brought to you by the midnight puff and anchor fm yo welcome back uh quick ending i forgot to add this into what i was talking about with cat and i cannot let this pass without talking about this i feel like it's a lot of niggas or like this guy. Um, so a big part of the whole Stephen A. shit is with Eric Reed. And so uh, pretty much Eric Reed said he tap dancing, and um, you know he's 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 being used by the league uh, as uh, Uncle Tom, right? <laughs> and so uh, I I gotta say about Eric Reed about this. You know, you can't be so vocal and so against the institution that is the NFL that's holding back your homie Kaepernick from getting a job um, and calling out anybody that's not totally in line with what Cap is doing and what you and your camp is doing, that you calling them Uncle Toms and sellouts and he been going about the weekend. Pretty much anybody that doesn't agree with them. You can't be like that and be actively playing in the NFL. I just feel like if you that militant about your homie and you that upset about him not getting a job, then you don't need to be playing in the NFL. You should be waiting with him to get a right contract for him to get a contract and then you play. You've been playing in the league for two years now. You know what I'm saying? You 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 underneath that plantation that I was talking about. So you can't say... <laughs> Well, you selling out. You, Uncle Tom. Bro, you're playing in the NFL. You're a product of them. You are not your own man when you're in the NFL. You can't sell your own merch. You can't wear your own cleats on the field. Everything's within the shield. Like, I hate when older NFL players and retired NFL players say, well, it's about the shield. It's about the brotherhood of the football players. No, it ain't, bro. That shield is old white men, like old white, good old boy. You know, that's what you buy it into when you in the NFL. Like I told my homies this earlier, like say you go buy something from Pizza Hut or Bud Light. <clears throat> what you see on there when they sponsor? You see the NFL. You don't see the player. You see official light or official partner of the NFL. What you see when you go get a Sprite or you go get Penn's oil or you go get, uh, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. <clears throat> you going to see the player that's branding that Sprite. You going to see LeBron. You ain't going to see no NBA logo big as hell. You going to see LeBron. You know what I'm saying? You going to see Anthony Davis on some Penn's oil. You going to see, um, you know, whatever player that's highlighting whatever brand it is. You going to see him on that. You know what I mean? And you're not going to see that in the NFL. So when you say you buy it into the shield of the NFL, then you buy it into giving white dudes that don't give a shit about you more money. So if you Eric Reed complaining about everybody that's talking about your your boy, 
then you don't need to be in the NFL, bro. You can't come at niggas and, and, and men that's done active community work like Stephen A. has. He's done community work. That's documented. That's one thing about Stephen A. He he ain't no coon. He know where he come from. He just don't share the same opinions as everybody else. He probably does get a little influenced by the pay he get from ESPN. But I don't think that's truly him at his grounded place. So, like, you know, you can't call him no coon. He didn't did a lot of work for us, man. You can't do that just because y'all don't agree on what was going on. Listen to him and hear his perspective. Call him up as a black man. You know what I'm saying? He didn't call you out. He called out Cap. You a whole different person. You playing in the NFL right now. He can actually call out your play on the field. And it's not been good. You know what I'm saying? So, like, come on, bro. That's it, though. Iggy's live my podcast. Sorry about the walking around. I'm outside. Walking in leaves. It's everywhere. Iggy's live my podcast.